Hello, everybody, and welcome to our show. My name is Jacob McGrail, and alongside me are Liz Wang, Corey Branson, and Nico Roselli of CITR Sports, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the unceded grounds of the Musqueam people. You're listening to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9. Always keep you up to date with the latest UBC Thunderbirds news, standings, and stories. And we do have one piece of sad news from this past week. That's because football lost again. <laughs> but hey, wait till we get to that section. Yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna be good. Uh, besides besides that that one sport, uh, things are looking up for UBC women's rugby. They got their first win of the season. Men's rugby able to bounce back a bit after that tough start to their big university international tournament. Soccer went a collective four and zero on the weekend, and golf, especially the women's side, played very well. Men's hockey in preseason and cross country in their first meet of the season also put up some solid performances on the weekend. Unfortunately, uh, we're not going to be able to play the Emma Feldinger interview that we had a little sneak peek for last (laughs) week. We had some technical difficulties then. We have some different difficulties now. Hopefully, we'll be able to get it to you guys next week. And although we won't be able to listen to Emma Feldinger talk, we are going to talk a bit about the rugby teams. Yeah, um, into the world of rugby. The men's team actually has just returned home from the World University Rugby Invitational Tournament after playing four more games since our last show. And first up, they finished the tournament's group stage. Unfortunately, they lost 13-8 to to Bordeaux to drop them to 0-2 to to start the tournament. But uh, unfortunately, they bounced back later that day to beat the New Zealand University's combo team 6-3. to yeah, they did get that win right at the end of the group stage, but one and two in the group stage meant they were unable to make it to the semifinals. So they moved to the consolation bracket. They played two more games in a fight to try and grab fifth place overall for the tournament out of the eight teams. Yeah, on Saturday, they took on Siberian Federal University and pitched a shutout, actually, beating the Russian school 22 to nothing. This meant a rematch with the New Zealand universities, who unfortunately got their revenge with a 27-5 to victory, meaning the Thunderbirds finished in sixth place. It's kind of funny because la- la- I remember last week we were talking about, ooh, Siberian Federal University. <laughs> <laughs> Real scary. But then turns out, oh, that was, that was the best game for the Thunderbirds. Yeah. <laughs> and congrats to the University of Cape Town, who retained their title with a dominant 52 to nothing win over Bordeaux <laughs> in the final they outscored their opponents, get this, 140-15 to 15 in the tournament. Yeah, it's, it seems a bit outmatched. <laughs> yeah, but. yeah, and uh, after that, uh, next up for the UBC Thunderbirds, they are going to return to BC Premier League play as UBC will take on rivals UBC Old Boys Ravens mm-hmm. RFC. And move on to the women's side. Um, the women's team finally got their first win of the season. It was a blowout, destroying Alberta 63-20. Good to see that. Good to see that. Yeah, the Thunderbirds jumped on them early, scoring two tries in the first 10 minutes and were up 27-0 at, at halftime. They tack on another 36, 36 points in the second half for an easy win. Yep, time to list some names. Shoshana Samanatafa, Hunter, Sheppel, and Bo Shellikins each scored two tries. Emily Baker... Emma Feldinger, Rachel Smith, Madison Gold, Nicole Simino all recorded a try as well. Good, uh, good to see them sharing the wealth there. Yeah, and with her two tries and four successful converts, Samantha Taffa was named Canada West Third Star of the Week. Awesome for her. She now leads Canada West in points with 36 after scoring double digits in both of the last two matches. And next up is a home match against Lethbridge Sunday afternoon. The Pronghorns have only played two matches so far this season. They are 1-1. One and one. 
Now, moving on to soccer, probably the most dominant performance this past weekend over the two teams. Men's team, they're back on top of the Canada West standings. They took down McEwen and Alberta, both on the road, to put them at 5-1-1 on the season. First match, come from behind victory. Despite falling behind early, Thunderbirds battle back. They took a 2-1 win. Yeah, UBC did outshoot McEwen 13-2 in the first half, and that's become a bit of a norm for them this season. But it was the Griffins who opened the scoring on a counterattack in the 24th minute, just a few minutes after UBC's Manraj Baines hit the crossbar. The Thunderbirds turned it around in the second half as Victory Shambusho, friend of the show, equalized right after the break, and Jackson Farmer scored in the 87th minute, which ended up being the winner in his hometown of Edmonton getting his head onto a huge long throw from Riley Pang. Yeah, we have so many friends of the show now. It's great. Yeah. We do, yeah. <laughs> shout out, shout out. Uh, the second match was more of a rout. The Thunderbirds put the Golden Pandas to the sword in a 5-1 to one win. Yeah, four different goal scorers for UBC in this one with Ryan Arthur scoring twice and Farmer Shambusho, friend of the show, and Thomas Gardner <laughs> adding the others. For his winning goal in the first match and a goal and an assist in this one, Farmer was named Canada West second star of the week. Arthur opened up the scoring in the ninth minute, and though Alberta tied it up just two minutes later, the Thunderbirds added two more before halftime to take a commanding lead that they would never give up. And the Thunderbirds, as has been the norm, Corey mentioned, recorded 20-plus shot attempts again as the fourth straight game. They've done that. They held the Golden Pandas to just four shot attempts and the one on target, which they did score. And uh, these two wins, combined with two losses from UBC Okanagan, means the Thunderbirds first place in Pacific Division again. They've moved up one spot in the national rankings to fifth place in the country. The only other Canada West team in the top 10 is Mount Royal. Their 10th, things are looking up for the men's soccer team. Yeah, we were a little bit worried at the start of the it, year. It's but... just just a bit of a blip there yeah. at the beginning, but they've been rolling since. Yeah. Next up are two games against UNBC. Those are both going to be on the road. The Thunderbirds all-time 13-1-1 against the Timberwolves, and UBC did beat them 5 nothing at home in preseason last month. Yeah, so don't want to jinx them, but, but. <laughs> they should be winning these games. Yes. Yeah, women's side, similarly dominant. Two home wins. Friday, 3 nothing win over Regina. Thunderbirds, they started a bit slow, but they turned it on in the second half, especially late. Yeah, the first half was goalless, as UBC's defense held firm, but the attack only mustered two shot attempts. The second half was much better as they outshot the Rams 12-2. to Yeah, it was uh, Catelyn Tolnai, who's a rookie who's been standing out a lot so far this season. She opened the scoring 56th minute as she curled a free kick into the top corner from 20 yards out. Fortunately, she wasn't able to savor that goal for too long because a few minutes later she had to leave the game after landing awkwardly on her shoulder. So hopefully it's nothing too serious for her. Yeah, Tolnai's injury helped contribute to an absurd amount of injury time during which the Thunderbirds scored twice. Danielle Steer, another friend of the show, in the 92nd minute, and Sophie Damon in the 107th minute. 107 minutes. Yeah. 17, 17 minutes added minutes. Of injury. That, that's a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> Why do yeah. you... That's just too long to be on the field. <laughs> Especially when it's already 2 nothing. Yeah. yeah. You know, what's the point? <laughs> yeah, the second match of the weekend was a 2 to nothing win over Saskatchewan. Thunderbirds, again, dominated play. They outshot the Huskies 21-6 to and controlled most of the possession as well. Yeah, it didn't take as long in this one to open the scoring as Alyssa Hunt grabbed her team leading third goal of the year in the 13th minute. In the second half, one of the Thunderbirds' other standout rookies, Nisa Rahal, added insurance with a sweet strike from the edge of the penalty box. Yeah, we have to shout out goalkeeper Emily Moore. She made three saves 
in uh, this game helped extend the Thunderbirds shutout streak to four games. They've conceded one goal in six games this season. Moore stopped 22 of 23 shots so far for a 958 save percentage, yeah. which is not that's not normal for soccer. <laughs> Usually, no, <laughs> you're not having a save percentage that high. Like for context, last year Lauren Houghton of Calgary led Canada West with a 907 save percentage, and Moore had a 732, which is also not terrible. Yeah, it's not not terrible for yeah. soccer, but jumping up to a 958 through six games probably won't be able to keep up. This this high of a level, but but for now we can still celebrate it. Yeah, she's putting in a career year so far. Yeah, definitely. The Thunderbirds are now four zero and two, and one of the three undefeated teams in Canada West, Trinity Western and Calgary are five zero and one. Next up are two road matches this weekend. First against Fraser Valley, who are a nice two two and two. Then against Trinity Western, who the Thunderbirds drew nil nil to open the season. Those Spartans are ranked number two in the country heading into this weekend, while the Thunderbirds have held steady at number eight. Yeah, this is gonna, that's going to be a huge match. If the Thunderbirds are going to jump up to maybe the top five or something like that, they, this is a game that they need to win. Yeah, definitely. And speaking of huge matches, oh, Jake and Nico, <laughs> great. we're talking about football now. Oh, yeah. So we'll get the bad news out of the way here. First, Thunderbirds football is now 0-4 after losing to the Min- the Manitoba Bisons by a score of 37-19. to Now, while that may sound terrible, and it's definitely not great, uh, this game does mark the least points conceded and most points scored by the T-Birds all season. Yay. Progress. The <laughs> potential lesson to take from this game is that the team is slowly crawling in the right direction, though I will put forward that uh, Manitoba is not exactly a Canada West powerhouse of their own in football so yeah well first quarter was not great uh manitoba scored early touchdown on a 10 yard td pass from quarterback des cotillier and then after that uh ubc did manage to get a safety to get points on the board bisons rallied for a field goal and then seconds later quarterback tommy anchuk threw a pick six manitoba's rj shelley took it 44 yards stretched the lead 17 to 2 at the end of the first quarter and the second quarter saw Manitoba edge further ahead on a field goal before UBC punt returner Daniel Appia scrambled around the Manitoba special team's defense for an 88-yard touchdown on the punt return. Yeah, so that gave some of the momentum back to the Birds, and they tacked on a field goal with 4.37 left in the first half to bring the game to a closer 20-12 to deficit. But Manitoba did respond with an offensive series at the end of the second quarter that sealed the T-Birds' fate as a three-yard run by Jonathan Rempel pushed the score to 27-12. to after that, Manitoba never looked back, and although they allowed a T-Birds touchdown, they added seven points of their own in the third quarter and a late field goal for good measure in the fourth. They did score a touchdown in the second half, though. That, that yeah. is progress. Yes. That's good stuff Only right there. Only second one this season. but Yeah, Yanchuk had uh, his worst performance of the season so far. He threw just four completions for 22 yards, got picked off twice, and so he was pulled from the game in the second quarter, relieved by Gabe Olivares, who was a bit better throwing for 119 yards, but he also threw an interception. Uh, Brace yourself for this. The team has the worst offense in the league, only around 15.5 points per game, and by far the worst defense in the league, conceding an average of 40.5 points per game. The next worst defensive team on the list is Alberta, who allows just under 25 a game. An average of 
negative 30 is not great. No. <laughs> not good. Not going to win you many games. <laughs> or any games. However, we did mention that Alberta has the second worst defense in the conference. And next up for the T-Birds is a home matchup against Alberta. Oh, yeah. This Saturday at 3 p.m. where they can hopefully put up some offense against that league's second worst defense. And Jacob will be on color commentary for the game on Canada West. Jacob Air, who unfortunately cannot join us today. Yeah. Able, he's able to show up for Canada West football commentary, but not for Thunderbird Eye. <laughs> Funny. For, don't funny. forget your roots, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. Um, moving on to men's hockey. The UBC men's hockey team is picking the right time to get hot as they took a two-game series versus McEwen over this past weekend. Canada West play begins on September 27th, tomorrow. And if the men's team was lacking confidence, they have definitely found it now. The T-Birds have now put together three consecutive wins after starting the year with four losses. They have found their scoring touch, beating McEwen by a combined score of 10-3 to over the two games. Game one ended with a final score of 6-1 to for UBC, while game two ended in a 4-2 to win. Now, McEwen's hockey teams, unlike a lot of their other uh, sport teams, don't play in Canada West. As of right now, they play in the Alberta Colleges Athletic Conference, the ACAC. But next year, 2020-2021, their hockey teams will be joining Canada West. Uh, they've outgrown the ACAC a bit. They've won three consecutive conference championships there, so they're looking to move up to U Sports. So Thunderbirds hockey teams will be seeing a lot more of McEwen in the future. So I guess this is sort of a, a message. Like <laughs> you're you're playing with the you're playing with the big boys now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. First game of this series, it was all UBC. Thunderbirds took a 2-0 lead into the third period where they exploded for four goals in the final frame. Ryland Toth was almost perfect in this one as he stopped 14 of 15 shots, doing his best Emily Moore impression in that. (laughs) (laughs) And UBC also threw 28 shots on McEwen goalie Marco Olivier Degg, with 17 of them coming in the second period alone. Yeah, UBC had a few stand-up performances from the share players. Matt Revel, two goals. Austin Vetterl, three assists. All of them primary assists. Austin Glover, he got two assists. And Tyler Sandu with a hat-trick. His first goal opened the scoring. He scored his final two in the third. Good to see him getting on the score sheet that many times as well. Definitely. And also interesting to note for this game were the penalties. Quinn Benjafield and Matt Revel both received 10-minute misconducts in the third period, putting UBC to a total of 28 minutes for the game. UBC has been very aggressive in preseason. Yeah. They know it's preseason, right? (laughs) (laughs) And to put that into context, last game, UBC saw some rough stuff and they got the win. Same thing this game. So maybe there's something to the idea of playing with a little bit of an edge. I mean, Mm -hmm. you play with an edge, you get a win. So why not do it again, right? Yeah. Well, they got the win in the second game too. So Exactly. That was good. (laughs) Speaking of game two, um, second game of the two-game series was a little bit more of a tight affair. But UBC ultimately did pull out the win. They won 4-2. Yeah, they got all four of their goals in the first period. Get the offense out of the way early. You can coast from there. Uh, it's from four different scores as well. Revel, Colton Keller, he scored a shorthanded goal. Uh, Carter Popoff and Vetterill. Yeah, this game was a little bo- more tame than the last few, with UBC only registering six total penalty minutes. They kept it to themselves this time. Nice to see that we don't need 10-minute misconducts to win games. Tyler Sand, who did take an unsportsmanlike conduct call in the third, but it's not quite the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> a bit better. It's not 10 <laughs> A little minutes. bit better. Um, again, very strong outing for Ryland Toth. He stopped all the shots he faced in his 40 minutes of play. Yeah, and UBC continuing to get a lot of pucks on net. 31 shots. Colton Keller, he led the way with eight, including his one goal. McEwen, they only mustered up 20 shots. And what this all means for UBC is that, like we said before, it's the right time to start putting together strong performances. 
UBC's best scores are starting to get on the score sheet. They're starting to light the lamp. Their defense has started to chip in more, and goaltending has looked very good over the last three games. Yeah, so what you're saying is they're they're going to win the Canada West Championship. <laughs> we can hope. <laughs> call, call it, we're calling it now. They're, they're peaking at the right time. Definitely. And like we said, they're going to be in Canada West uh, play tomorrow against Alberta. Both of those games are going to be at home starting at 7 p.m. Pacific. They'll be looking to avenge their series loss against Alberta earlier this month. So best of luck to the UBC men's team. Yep. Now we're going to have to take a quick break for ads and PSAs, and we're going to be right back starting with golf. This Friday, UBC students, staff, and faculty will be walking out of classrooms and offices in a strike for climate action. The UBC climate strike will rally outside the AMS nest before moving to the general climate strike at Vancouver City Hall, where it joins in solidarity with thousands of other protesters from across the city. To join in, meet outside the AMS nest at 11 a.m. on Friday, September 27th. A reminder that this event is taking place in the unceded territories of the Coast Salish peoples. Hello, we are UBC Dance Club, one of the largest and oldest clubs on campus. We offer classes taught by professionals for complete beginners in Latin and standard ballroom dancing. Come check us out and learn how to wow your friends, meet new people, and dance the stress from classes away. Check out our website www.ubcdanceclub.com and find us on Facebook at UBC Dance Club. Hello and welcome back to Thunderbird. I time to move from uh, football and hockey onto a sport that's been doing very well lately, and that's golf. Oh yes! So we'll start with the women's golf team. They did anything but surprise at the Sudden Valley Golf Course in Bellingham as part of the Gale Moore Intercollegiate Tournament, of which the Thunderbirds were the hosts. Continuing the trend of parity on the team, this week it was fourth-year Kate Johnston, who took first place individually, the second NAIA victory of her career, while teammate Cecile Kwan continued her strong start to the season with a second-place finish. Altogether, the Thunderbirds once more dominated the competition, coming away with a 19-stroke victory in the team category. Yeah, that's good to see. Johnston, in particular, was very consistent uh, throughout the tournament. He's basically impossible to catch from the get-go. Open with a 4-under 68 in the first of the two rounds. Put her out on a five-stroke lead. She cruised to an even par the next day to beat Quan by six strokes in the end. Aaron Song of Oregon Tech had the only other uh, below-par single round of the tournament with a 1-under 71 on the final day. Like Johnston, Quan shot an even par 72 in the final round to finish in second, while Shania Amandaban also shot that score to propel herself into solo sixth place at plus five. 
and by her astronomical standards, Esterly, friend of the show, also yeah. a friend of the show, <laughs> disappointed in this one, finishing only in a tie for seventh at plus seven alongside Song. And then rookie Ju Wen, who had a great start to the season, she rounded up the team in 16th at plus 14. I mean, this women's team is just so good. Like, are, it's a little, it's a little ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, men's team, they had a packed schedule this past week. They played two three-round tournaments in the span of five days down in the Evergreen State. Unlike their counterparts on the women's side, they were not able to pull out a team victory in either competition, although second-year standout Ethan DeGraff continued his torrid start to the season, picking up a win, an individual win, that is, at the St. Martin's men's invite, his second in as many tournaments. Yeah. Six rounds of tournament golf in five days. That's a lot. That's, yeah. And yeah. one of those was a day off as well. <laughs> You're really packing the, these tournaments in uh, early on in the season. DeGraff... In his win, not as dominant of a win as Johnson, but uh, he still showed his medal by uh, holding on by the skin of his teeth at DuPont. After two rounds of 468, he was tied with SFU's Rylan Stolis, while another 68 in the third round was just enough to hold off Western Washington's Ethan Casto and Northwest Nazarene's Isaac Emerson. The two of them shot 66 to close the deficit on the final day, but DeGraff with his early lead was able to hold on. Right. Uh, unfortunately, DeGraff wasn't helped much by his teammates as the Thunderbirds spluttered to a tied sixth finish overall, 26 strokes back of champions SFU. Don't like to say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Logan Carver was T23, and I don't want to mess up this name, so I'm going to refer to Corey here. Andre Weersba. There we go. The Andre Polish Weersba. prodigy. Exactly. Um, Jacob had trouble with it, too. Andre Weersba, T40. Malcolm Glumpak, T44. And Keith Ng, T67. Or, sorry, 61. My apologies. Two days later, the men teed off at Sudden Valley alongside the women's team, where as a team they improved, though none of them were able to claim individual victory. That honor went to UFV's Daniel Campbell, whose 12 under total gave him a six-stroke victory to match Johnston's. Yeah, DeGraff, after a super hot start to the season, cooled off a little bit. He was tied for 10th at three over over the three rounds. The other Thunderbirds improved their positions. Glumpak took the team lead, finishing in eighth. Carver and Weersba tied for 18th. Andy Kim and William Tyndall, who did not play in the, the first tournament of the weekend, came in uh, for N. They finished tied for 28th and 40th, respectively. All told, that was a second-place overall finish. Much better compared to that first tournament, although it was a distant second because Victoria absolutely dominated, finishing 25 strokes ahead of UBC. Think about that. A weekend where we lost to SFU, and then three <laughs> days later we wa- we lost to UVic. Yeah, it, it's yeah. tough. It's tough. Golf doesn't count for Legends Cup, though. So. Uh, yes, <laughs> perfect. True. Next, both Thunderbird teams will come back north of the border to compete in the inaugural Canada West Golf Championship in Kelowna. That starts on October 4th. High hopes for them. Absolutely. And moving on to cross country now. UBC started their cross country season off on the right foot at the Emerald City Open in Seattle last Saturday. The men's team came out strong with a second place finish. And though the women's team did not have enough runners entered to place as a group, UBC still had three strong individual performances. Yeah, UBC, uh, when it comes to the men's team, came in second place with a total of 44 points in the 8-kilometer race as three Thunderbirds placed in the top eight of that 56-runner event. They were fourth-year Lucas Jaron, who was fourth, first-year Liam Dwyer, who was sixth, and third-year Jake Weston, who finished in eighth. The race was close with the top four runners finishing within 17 seconds of one another. So good signs for Jaron. 
was not that far off the pace. Mm -hmm. And two more Thunderbirds runners placed in the top half of the race with Liam Kramer placing 16th overall and Stefan Biro coming in 23rd overall. Yeah. And then finally rounding out the team, Thunderbirds teammates Austin Sutherland and Logan Huang placed one after another in 38th and 39th. We don't have as many names to talk about for the women's <laughs> side as the men's team. We don't, but we're going to go for it anyways. Uh, the women's team, Thunderbirds only entered three runners in the six-kilometer Emerald City Open, meaning they did not meet the requirements to have a team score recorded. That didn't stop those three runners from having a strong showing. Yeah, including two rookies as in her debut for race for the Thunderbirds. Sienna Lalonde came in fourth overall out of the 36 runners. Fellow first-year Hannah Millick finished 10th. And fourth-year Maddie Ravellis also finished in the top half in 16th. So congrats to our three women's cross-country runners who made that trip down to the Open. Yeah, this Saturday, some of the Thunderbirds runners will take part in the UVic Invitational, trying to take some revenge on behalf of the golf team, while some will take part in the Minnesota Roy Griak Invitational down in St. Paul. I mean, why are UBC stretching themselves out this much where they have two different events on the same day that different runners are going to? It, I, I <laughs> guess if weird. you have that number of athletes, might as well let them all get yeah. competition so experience. I, I guess we'll be recapping some Thunderbirds from two different uh, cross-country races across the country. Now, a um, couple pointers, a uh, quick uh, points to point out before mentioning the upcoming Thunderbirds events. Uh we mentioned earlier that Jackson Farmer and Shoshana Samanatafa were named Conference Stars of the Week. Also, UBC uh, football's returner slash running back Daniel Appia with that 88-yard punt return, the first kick return touchdown in Canada West this season. Uh, he was named U Sports uh, Special Teams Player of the Week. He had a total of 224 return yards on the day, which is pretty impressive. Looking at the schedule, there's so much happening now. It's it's We're really getting to the swing of things, including starting today and tomorrow, the Rowing Canada Aveyron National Championships in Burnaby Rowing, getting their season underway. Women's hockey playing Trinity Western as well tonight, and that is here at home at 7.15. Tomorrow, uh, on top of more rowing, we got women's volleyball preseason playing at the Thompson Rivers Battle of the Border Tournament in Kamloops. Men's soccer, we mentioned taking on UNBC on the road. Men's hockey against Alberta here at home. Women's hockey playing McEwen here at home. Men's volleyball also playing in Thompson Rivers. Actually, no, they're playing here against Thompson Rivers in exhibition. And women's soccer is taking on Fraser Valley in Abbotsford. Okay, Saturday. Catch your breath. <laughs> Catch your breath, Jake. Saturday, more rowing. Uh, the two cross-country meets that we just mentioned in Minnesota and UVic. Women's field hockey taking on Victoria here at home in a rematch from a couple weeks ago. Men's rugby, as we mentioned, taking on UBC Old Boys Ravens RFC. That's a great name. It's, yes. Yeah. It's just too long, but it also, it's great. It flows yeah. off the top. <laughs> <laughs> UBC Old Boys Ravens RFC. There we go. Uh, women's ice hockey playing McEwen again. Uh, football taking on Alberta here at home in the afternoon. Uh, women's volleyball continuing that exhibition tournament women's soccer taking on trinity western in that huge two top 10 teams clash over in langley men's hockey finally playing here at home against alberta and then sunday finally more rowing the rowing's just going on all weekend we're gonna have a lot of rowing to talk about uh women's field hockey rematch against victoria the following day men's soccer on the road again at unbc women's rugby taking on lethbridge here at home women's basketball is playing an exhibition match against thompson rivers 
both basketball and volleyball just love playing Thompson Rivers, apparently. <laughs> and uh, finally, men's field hockey is playing Victoria here at home. And then golf has the week off. There's no golfing on Monday or Tuesday like there usually is. Yeah. No, I've got to prep for that uh, Canada West <laughs> Championship. Yeah, it's it's a good thing to prep for. Indeed. And uh, with that, thank you for tuning in to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9. Besides listening to the show, the best way to keep up to date with UBC Thunderbirds news, standing and stories is to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at CITR Sports. Next up on CITR is C-Pop Connection. For Thunderbird Eye, this has been Jake, Liz, Corey, and Nico with contributions from Ben Nelson and Jacob Ayer, who we'll hopefully see sometime in the future. (laughs) Hopefully he's not uh, gone forever. Listen uh, Thursdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. on CITR Radio, or check us out on iTunes at Thunderbird Eye. Thank you for tuning in, and have a wonderful day.